0: okay we're live thanks for doing this danny yeah buddy i'm happy to be here great to have you on my uh stupid little podcast thing that i'm doing and you know it's hard to wrangle in people man i'm on episode four and not too many people are eager to do it so i'm really glad that uh you're doing this
1: i was wondering how many episodes you had already um so you've done four
0: are they posted anywhere i've done three this is the fourth oh this is the fourth of the three, have yeah, you Yeah, post- on uh, Spotify. I mean, I put um, stories on Instagram about it, but that's about it. I don't really advertise it. I just kind of, it's like a fun little hobby. We'll see where it goes, you know? Yeah, well, we've been talking about this for a
1: while, so I'm really excited to kind of actually make it happen.
0: Today's episode, we're going to go into the thick of it. We're going to go full in. Aliens. Love it. Fucking it, aliens, bud. This is a rabbit
1: hole that I go down frequently and lose hours of my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the YouTube just like, oh my God, oh my God.
1: Yeah, it nervous. happens.
0: Like, Sorry to go.
1: It, it happens to me on my days off. Like, I, I, I keep thinking that I'm going to uh, get all the stuff done around the house or painting or projects, just moving in. And then uh, six hours later, I'm still on YouTube. Looking at alien stuff.
0: Yeah, I discovered this thing called, like, Nukes Top 10. And it's not just aliens. It's, like, ghosts and paranormal stuff. And, bro, that'll that'll consume you. I think it's a channel on YouTube. They just, like, gather all the stuff from around YouTube. And they just put it into, like, a top 10, like, video. And they do it, like, once a week or something. So, hopefully, I didn't just ruin your fucking days off with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. What you want to talk about first here? There's a lot to talk about. We could talk about the Pentagon videos. We could talk about good old Bob Lazar back in 89. We could talk about, I don't know, Roswell. So the thing is, like, Roswell, even though it was in, like,
1: the 40s, it's still super relative today because, you know, they say that UFO activity increases when there's, like, major world events like before they dropped the atom bomb and stuff like that. Yeah. In the last year, I don't know if it has to do with coronavirus or if it's just a, a correlation or a coincidence. Um
0: Oh shit. What? I never even thought about that.
1: Yeah, there's there's <laughs> UFO stuff everywhere, everywhere. Right this
0: year. The Pentagon videos, all that crap came out this year.
1: And um You know, they talk about reverse engineering, alien technology in Roswell. And, you know, now they just came out with NASA saying they have like a light speed uh, engine that they created like within days. um, Who knows if that's reverse alien technology or.
0: They have a light speed engine?
1: Yeah. So they say they could travel basically at the speed of light.
0: Like in theory or they actually made it?
1: I, I think they actually made it. Shut up. Yeah, man, you're going to check, you're gonna have to check it out. Like, the YouTube video was like 20 hours ago this morning.
0: So, oh my like, God. yeah,
1: it, it's fairly new news.
0: That's insane. Like, the hypersonic missile. Yeah. That's so, crazy.
1: Is that the missile that they shot towards the asteroid that they said is headed towards Earth?
0: what i don't know that was the one china flew and like apparently the states was just like
1: oh Oh, yes yeah because they didn't have any idea of its existence of the project and then the thing lapped the globe before like pinpointing its target
0: dude it's 10 times the speed of sound and it's completely stealth by radar because it goes above radar detection and it just basically bank shots in to its target incredible dude (laughs) like that that is a scary thing to think about
1: absolutely especially with like the world economies in in the state that they're in with the talk of china having like warships ready in the ocean like you know what i mean um there could be some sort of catastrophic event whether it's man-made or not in the near future
0: and that's why all the aliens are less like appearing or like whatever the ufos are
1: yes i i I think so so like just say you were going on a vacation right you're not just going to show up at some random country you know nothing about you're going to do some homework
0: yeah you're going to see what's cool to check out and
1: yeah so in my opinion if you if you use planning a holiday um versus like aliens checking out the earth Like all those silver monoliths that showed up last year all over the globe, they could be relaying some sort of information about our atmosphere, about the pollution, about population, who knows what information. But these things showed up everywhere. Some cities removed it because with the lockdowns and stuff, people were breaking lockdown policies to go and see these monoliths. But then we heard nothing of them ever again. So these things showed up everywhere. It was in the news for like a few days and that was the end of it. Yeah. You know, they just let the story die.
0: What if the UFOs have like a different understanding of like time or they have a different like control over time? So like they see what's going to happen in the future and it's like, why would you go to Earth when it's boring? Let's go to Earth when shit's about to pop off and go check it out. You know like a tourist destination like if you could go and watch like the death of the dinosaurs as like a tourist destination like you went back in jurassic times like would you want to go when there was like a massive event or would you want to go when nothing was happening or maybe before a massive event like yeah to see like the historical
1: yeah, when you want to go to the world of the dinosaurs when they were in their in their heyday, in their glory, when you know they're all living in an ecosystem on the planet, right? Yeah. Not when if it was an asteroid that killed them, you know, you don't want to show up in the asteroids there because well, if now,
0: they're protected in a ship, and you can just kind of like watch.
1: Like what a thing, What a thing to witness! That would be incredible.
0: Yeah. Damn.
1: That also leads to like the questions: Is like are they ets are they people are they an evolution of man right that are coming back
0: yeah interdimensional beings like anomaly There's, there's, there's one thing i think about when i think of like time travel or the possibility that the ufo that these ufo sightings are time travelers or dimensional travelers which i guess they would kind of have to be both if you're doing space and time but if we wanted to travel in time, right, like you or I, and we made like a machine, I don't think it could necessarily be f- like, uh, it would have to be like a craft, like a UFO where you're kind of like bubbled around the atmosphere or like space. Because if we were like to have like a car, you know, like in back to the future where we traveled back in time or to the future. Yeah that car would end up in the middle of space because Earth in the future will be situated different, differently in the universe than it was when you left. Wow, this so, is, so this is the, something I would
1: never even consider, but you're absolutely right.
0: So, so the car would also have to travel not just through time, but through space. So the crafts would, that were traveling through time would also have to be able to accommodate for the gap in space as well as time. So you can never have something that's like earthbound, like an earthbound object be a time traveling device or like machine. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of the possibility of it being time travelers or like time fairs or it could even be like aliens that just have like a different like control over time. Like they look at time as the same way we look at like dimensional space like you know you look at Aust- like canada versus australia it's just like it's a distance right yeah well, what if time to them is also just like a distance it's just like a point you can travel to like a fourth the fourth dimension is just as navigational as the third dimension i don't know well, which why is i think about- it's possible that it, like these ufos could be it's like just as and i feel like you're the, that thing you brought up about them being able to like just always come around near events. It almost leads more credence to them either having the ability to see time or to go through time or them being time travelers so like earth's history would be important to people from earth so if they were time travelers they would know exactly when to go to and why and that's what they would care about right i don't know necessarily why an alien civilization would care about earth's history unless they were just purely studying the history of earth like they were just like some researchers now What if, what if they were, what if we're like, uh, we're like the earth is dead in the future. Like we kill, we're we're extinct. We're like the dinosaurs and these aliens stumbled upon us and they're like, oh, there used to be a civilization here. It's like, oh, we have enough money and funding and research to send a couple professors into the past to go like, you know, evaluate the civilization. And that's what they are.
1: Well, I think I think you might not be far off because if you think about aliens, the the next thing that comes up is alien abductions. So when it comes to alien abductions, their focus tends to be on human reproduction, right? Yeah. Everyone says that you know they get these implants get or or they get probed or there's some, something something sexual happens or eggs are harvested, it's something like that. So who's to say they're not maybe? A mutation of, of humans as we know it and uh, they can't reproduce
0: yeah like they evolved to a point where they lost reproduction or they gained there... mastery over genetics and they see their genetic mastery as a more favorable way of reproduction or
1: or a way of the human race surviving some sort of catastrophic event like nuclear fallout
0: mm damn that's a possibility
1: because there is there is an interview like i don't know how legitimate it is again it's on youtube but it's supposed to be an interview with a gray alien from the 1950s and they're like what's the meaning of life why are you here and it gets who are you (laughs) It, it, well, it, it is communicating in in some way that it's translated. but
0: well, I guess maybe it was telepathic or something. Y- but then, yes. Uh, we start getting into other territory there. That makes it even less believable, I think. But who knows? I mean, we're trying to ascribe characteristics, human characteristics to an alien organism. It could really be anything.
1: It, it could be anything. And they're saying there's multiple races of aliens interacting with the Earth on a daily basis, and we just don't know. Just, we're kept kept in the dark
0: just beyond the veil men in black type shit
1: essentially yeah right and the governments know and they work together like how can you tell me you create a position like the ambassador to extraterrestrial life <laughs> or extraterrestrials uh, you know Why at the un you
0: make that public if that was like, like i don't know
1: yeah so the fact that that position was created it has to serve a purpose right like you wouldn't make an invention that does nothing it's pointless and you wouldn't pay somebody to have a position if there was no need for it so they know there are et's and they've elected somebody to interact with them directly
0: well then they have that space force stuff going on as well yeah so and, what they, didn't, did, and they didn't trash that they trashed like everything after that last guy and then they kept that and it's like what (laughs) so So that's like that's not that's just like a collective thing across all the parties are just like yeah we need this
1: well even for him it became a priority he found out whatever information and then he's like we need this now and space force was created overnight
0: yeah that's crazy man and, like, I was listening to Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson last night. And he was, I think it was an episode where he was talking with, like, the commander of it and stuff. And I was just like, this, this shit's for real. Like, they're taking, like, these, they have, like, bases in, like, the northern regions of, like, the poles to monitor, like, the sky for, you know, objects that could come into collision with Earth and, like, who knows what else. Like, they're probably, I don't think they really touched on, like, the UFO stuff, but maybe that's even, like, sort of, like, on the docket because they have all those sightings from like uh the pentagon videos like that uh commander david fravers video of like the tic tac yeah which is like i don't know what do you think about the tic tac same shit as basically everything else yeah i think you know they're they're
1: all so closely related and, and you know like the whole six degrees of separation like i think they're all connected in some way it has to be, it's not a coincidence. And like, even when we're talking about religion, I don't want to really get into religion, but like the book of revelations, right? Talk about the second coming of Christ and judgment day. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of the Corona virus vaccine being linked to the mark of the beast and a lot of religious fanatics not wanting to get it, right? Then you also have, um, oh, there's like a Catholic church observatory, right? Oh, yeah,
0: a few years ago, one of the popes came out, or the last pope, or maybe it was this pope, he said, like, he, like, instead of denouncing aliens, he's like, to say there can't be aliens is like saying there's like a a restraint on God's power or something like that, or like... Exactly. Basically saying, like, you know... And then he he
1: basically called the aliens his brother, right? And then... um. In the muslim book of the quran um they say that mankind was favored above most of god's creatures right of most of his creations so what that means is yeah we are in a favorable position but we're not the end all and be all
0: if, that, if yeah so like if any of those religious texts have any bearing or merit to them uh, who knows like how they can be applied to uh extraterrestrial life and these ufos
1: absolutely so i think now we're talking science we're talking religion we're talking abductions right we're talking government hide-ups to the point where now all these things are so closely related that it can't be by coincidence
0: damn well it could be like what if it's confirmation bias and what if like you know you're it could be it, it very well could for, be you're looking for like you know validation you know, yeah you're drawing lines where they're not necessarily there. they're all kind of like independent of one another but i mean or it could not be <laughs> like it it could very well be you know there is a correlation there's like a connection between all that stuff i mean there is like, what about, you know, the Drake equation? Do you want to get into that? Where it's like the equation for the probability of life in the universe or extraterrestrial civilizations within the Milky Way? There has to be.
1: There has to be to some degree. Now, if you look at Stephen Hawking's warning. He said, listen, mankind, we need to be careful. We can't just go out there and, and put out a beacon out in the universe saying, look at us, we're here, come talk to us. Because who comes to talk to us, we might not want to talk to them. He said, they could be more advanced than us, more weapons than us.
0: Well, come and basically, be... definitely more advanced.
1: Yeah, because we haven't figured out how to find any of them. So if they know how to find us, they have to be more advanced.
0: Correct. I mean... There's a couple like theories out there about they say like, you know, they talk about like the pyramids and like they say, oh, aliens made them. I mean, I think some of those theories kind of underestimate human like ingenuity and like all that kind of stuff. But um, let's, you know, let's do the thought experiment where we pretend for a minute that or, you know, go with the flow and say like, OK, there was extraterrestrial involvement in early man's development And that's the reason why like our brains like increase like uh, like three times in size over a shorter period of time than a lot of other life on this planet. And, you know, that's why we have all these like mega structures we can't really replicate today. And sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I think I, I think you're 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 right. You're touching on something here where I personally believe there had to be some sort of contact right? To, to the degree, I don't know. But some of these Egyptian pharaohs and their, and their reign is like thousands of years long. So if you go back to like the Anunnaki and Nubiru and Enki, you know, they said they engineered mankind to be like a slave race or a worker race for them. That was to live a fraction of their life and just serve a purpose, one purpose,
0: so. right? I read about like a lot of like the speculation about what that kind of purpose might be and a lot of people always say oh they wanted people to harvest gold they wanted them to harvest like silver like precious metals that is one of the most common things that's because one of they the most said, common things and but here's sorry go ahead because
1: the theory is gold they needed to add gold to their atmosphere because they had to destroy the atmosphere on their home planet
0: so, so it's like so what is that au is Au common in like our atmosphere or like a livable atmosphere well the thing is, it is just for them i think it's for
1: them so a lot of nasa satellites rovers things like that are, are gold plated so gold is resistant to Corrosion. Uh, yes
0: that's a good conductor
1: yes so i don't know obviously Nibiru at all or their atmosphere or or the reason why but that was the theory
0: right let me lay my possible thoughts on it sure man this ties into Bob Lazar so what if it wasn't gold what if it was another type of metal or substance that is so rare on earth that the reason for it being rare on earth was because it was mostly harvested and now it's gone. And what if that element was something like, let's say this element has like amazing properties, like, you know how you could like find uranium yeah, and basically more or less, it's just a rock, but we both know that when harnessed properly, you can power entire civilizations with this uranium. So it's not just an ordinary rock in a way, like it's sort of like, <laughs> as bizarre as it sounds, if you think about it, like uranium is like a rock with magic powers. We can like describe it through science and explain it through science, so that, therefore it's not magic. But if you remove the like science behind it, it's just like this rock, <laughs> this uranium, like you might, you could just, in, in like fairy tales and story books, they would say a magic crystal, powered the organ powered the civilization. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so what if it's not gold or silver? What if it was like, you know, this is where ties in the Bob Lazar. What if it was element 115, which he says was the fuel source for the UFOs that he worked on and that it generated a property that was similar to anti-gravity. Or it had its own gravity or its own gravitational field that could be like harnessed and utilized similar to that of like how uranium is you know manipulated and you know well or like worked on if it is the anunnaki
1: and they created us obviously they are gonna know way more way more advanced than us when it comes to science so to think about it they were here let's say and help build the pyramids then in the human uh, civilization we went through the Dark Ages right they just left so they got what they needed or they took all they could and they left
0: yeah. right
1: and then us as a species took to this point to come within a fraction of their capabilities right when it comes to technology medicine biology um, even spirituality right like are they telepathic right Do, are, is are there ones that can speak to us without moving their mouth right like if you think about you know vocal cords vibrating at a different frequency and that's how it creates sounds and then our ears have hair that you know interprets that in our brain and all that kind yeah, of the stuff right and stuff like that, yeah. yeah so like even that in itself would be primitive compared to to them right so
0: Or you could manipulate that biological structure with technology to have something appear as telepathic but isn't or they have like a better understanding of like the human brain or like how brains interpret well and that's full
1: and that's full circle back to the alien abductions because these people who have been abducted that's what they describe you know a, a very pleasant euphoric ecstasy like experience meanwhile they're having their eggs harvested or they're being probed right so it's, it's it's very well a possibility
0: yeah man i like how it's like we can tie it all together in like almost like this neat little convenient package it's uh but back to the bob lazar thing so so people who don't know bob lazar was this i i guess he was kind of like this guy that had, was into like rocket science as like a hobby he was uh he would he put like jet engines on the back of his like honda civic or some like you know crappy vehicle back in the day and he was making like local headlines in the paper this and that this is back in like the 80s and then uh apparently he gets approached to do some like experimental work for area 51 sister base known as s4 so he ends up working at S. he ends up getting a job at s4 and as he's going through like the hiring process He's being like, you know, he's going through the hiring process. So he's like writing these tests, he's filling out paperwork. And then a lot of the paperwork, he, f- he found like a lot of information about, uh, you know, aliens or like UFOs and stuff. And he at the time figured like, you know, this is just like a government screening process. He's like, they give you very unique, uh, specific, you know, recruitment papers and tests to fill out because if you leak anything, they could easily trace it back to you because this do- these documents and this information was specific to your package. So we know if anything gets out that was specific to your package, it's not like all the packages were the same, so all that information could have been anybody. It's like, we know this information was yours. So he thought all that like nonsense and stuff about aliens and the mentions of like Zeta Reticula and all these like different like galaxies and stuff, or not galaxies, solar systems, was just kind of like, you know, hokum or whatever, or like just kind of like government way of like, or like catching you in a lie, catching you in a lie or like just leaking see, secrets. Yeah. yeah. So, or memory testing, like he thought maybe like you have to read this package and then give you a test and then you'd have to be, they would have to see how good your memory was at retaining information. And if they gave you like a bunch of like, you know, a strenuous information and they want to see how easily you could recall it. Like that's what he was thinking going in. So then when he ends up going in, He gets assigned to, like, working on, like, the fuel source of it. And he said, you know, it was, like, this weird, you know, round metal object that emitted its own gravitational wave. And he, no matter how hard he tried to, like, touch it, he, like, couldn't. It would, like, repel him like a magnet in a way. And he was talking about how the guy that used to work there before him, it was, like, speculated or, like, alluded to that they had tried cutting it open with, like, a laser and there was some sort of, like, explosion that was like reminiscent of like a nuclear explosion and the person didn't survive and he said that there there was like an air hangar that had many like these like you know these like spacecrafts and in these he said a lot of these spacecrafts look like traditional like ufos and he on his first time seeing it he thought oh all these rumors and all these like sightings and stuff it's just our technology he kind of just laughed he's like aliens aren't real like this is just us like you know making super space cra- or aircrafts and stuff and he just sort of like laughed to himself but then like later on like he had like a partner and stuff and you know through kind of like random banter and just like discussion you know it was said that some of these were found in archaeological finds so th- this is another tie-in to like the ancient civilizations like what if they you know, on Earth, like, one of these crafts through an archaeological dig, like, what if, like, you know, the pyramids or something where a housing place for them or, like, a signal beacon to, like, uh, block the radiation or the signals that, like, the the ships emit because they didn't want to be found or what if, like, because here's another interesting fact about the pyramids is there's never been, like, a sarcophagus or anything, like, burial-related to ancient Egyptians found there. They're just kind of like monuments on their own. So, yeah. And you might be saying, well, what credibility does this Bob Lazar guy have? Um, well, I mean, know, he, he, worked for the, he worked for the US
1: government. He also said that the the cockpits on the aircrafts that he examined, um, the person operating it couldn't have been taller than three feet. He said that they called them the kids, right? Yeah. So. That's another thing. He's just like, well, you know, I I seen, you know, what's he's calling a UFO and he's like, but no man could could fly it. He said we're all too big. And then they I I believe he said they they even had the remains of an alien that was about three feet tall and they they called him or, or them the kids. You know, they refer to them as the kid. So in a Bob Lazar interview, you can hear him describe all this in detail. So then, I mean, he worked for the government. He seen it firsthand. He was a science-based guy that got hired because he was good at what he did.
0: He right? was unconventional, too, and I think they were kind of stumped, and I think they wanted to bring in, you know, what if we bring in this weirdo that's strapping rockets to his car and he's just a out-of-the-box thinker and he can kind of help crack this. Maybe they are a little bit desperate at the time thinking, you know how can we figure these ships out but another thing was he described the um the, like the sign in equipment to like it was like a hand scanner back in 89 and uh no one believed him that these hand scanner things existed but then you know later on through like declassification they were like they found pictures of like these hand scanners and stuff like that which gave more credence to him um yeah there's like little things there that so it's almost indisputable that he worked there but then again when it comes to like evidence that he saw these things he could i mean he could be making it up he, it comes down to his word but he did apparently take a group of people most of them were his neighbors and friends after he was fired from uh, s4 or let go and he took them to like a mountainside area where he knew they were t- he knew what days they would take them testing so apparently they had like a basic ability to fly these things they didn't know how they worked it, it, they just knew how to like basically touch the on button and maneuver it so they okay. would take so a lot of these sightings i guess back in the day may have actually been you know testing these crafts and he and apparently these people say like yeah like we saw the crafts like he took us and he showed us like doing all these like crazy maneuvers this and that so that's another thing that possibly i mean it could be debunked you could argue you could refute it but it's another little bit of like credence you could like attribute to it that uh, what he's saying is legit
1: well the other thing is like if you think about these high ranking uh u.s military officials um people that worked for nasa scientists doctors who are now going to risk their entire reputation right and i mean a lot of them do wait till retirement to say like listen this stuff is going on the pe- people need to know i'm blowing the whistle now because now i have nothing to lose You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, they call it a dying declaration. So on your deathbed, if you make some statement like, you know, in 1970, I killed a mother and two children, right? in a a hit and run. Um, They're going to take that as fact, right? Because why would you let that information out if it wasn't true? at that moment in time. So for these guys, you know they're, they're retired now, uh, they don't need uh, the, the, their employment for promotions or to provide for their family, uh, things like that. So now they're saying, listen, guys, you need to know what's going on, right? So with all the scrutiny when it comes to UFOs and people getting made fun of, like if you're an, a, an abductee and you go to the hospital or the police and say, hey, I was probed by an alien, they're going to laugh you out of the place right oh, yeah. absolutely so these guys aren't gonna risk risk it all Looking right like
0: a loon. Yeah,
1: yeah on their and way out
0: screwing, screwing up their promotions and questioning their credibility or getting too much media attention and just being a nightmare
1: well even yeah. imagine the hazing um you know from the community or what their their families would have to endure right
0: yeah that's true too so i don't know but then you know there's the fermi paradox Which, I don't know, it's the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial life and various high estimates for their probability. So, which is basically like the opposition to like the Drake equation. But I I guess you could argue that the sighting of UFOs isn't lack of evidence, but it is often uh, disputed heavily. But uh,
1: But who's to say you know, um, with all the increased UFO activity, especially in the last year, that some sort of ET event, UFO event, is gonna happen in the near future, and they're just trying to soften the blow.
0: Yeah. But going back to the Fermi paradox, so here's all the things that make, like, because we haven't had like a direct contact, we haven't had like an indisputable, like evidence, Um, here's like all the things that say we should, right? It's like there are billions of stars in the Milky Way similar to the sun. They have, with a high probability, some of these stars have earth-like planets with, um, that sit within the habitable zone. Uh, many of these stars and their planets are much older than the sun. So it would have a longer time to develop intelligent life or advanced life. Um, so some of these civilizations should have or ought to have or may have developed interstellar travel, uh, which is a step humans are just investigating now. Um, yeah. So when you take all these things into consideration, it's like, why hasn't there been a direct contact yet or like an exposure or like a discovery or like some sort of like firm Concrete evidence, and that's basically the Fermi paradox saying, like, there's a lot to suggest there should be, you know, a, intelligent alien life more advanced than humans. But I guess, you know, you could say it's soften the blow, whatever this and that. But you think there would be like outliers too, like, there would just be like, I don't know, some advanced. Well, I think that
1: like- I think there is concrete evidence, I think they just don't want us to know. Right, like if you think about, they're talking something like two point something trillion dollars of the U.S. budget, uh, you know, goes to fund these black projects, right, or off the book projects. Who knows exactly what they all are? But I'm going to tell you, I think some of it has to do with ETS, right, and yeah. and and keep and keeping it a secret. So, you know, you, you mentioned um, it's the
0: it's the vast distance between these solar systems, though, like how would you trans like how would you transverse those like like let me like i think about this you like let's say you could travel faster than the speed of light or at the speed of light or even you know 98 97 90 the speed of light okay you would be traveling so fast that time like let's say me and you got on a ship that could do this right yeah and we're going to the nearest planet and we're like, we're gonna go see if it has life. So we get in, we are going so fast, time, you now experience time dilation, which means time is gonna pass differently for us than it is for everybody back on Earth.
1: Kind of like the movie Interstellar when he's in the wormhole. When it gets close
0: to the black hole. Yes. Right? It's just like that, yeah. So by the time we get to our destination, earth may no longer exist and there may not be anybody to report back to or in the very least everyone we knew when we left is now deceased
1: who's to say that didn't happen or isn't happening before our eyes right now
0: (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah it's almost like wouldn't it be crazy if that's what these ufos are they, they, they have the ability to travel near the speed of light or faster than the speed of light. They get here and they're like, this was a one-way trip. They send, you know, signal beacons back out to like whatever. No response. They're like, damn, must have destroyed ourselves. Someone destroyed us. Or, you know, the company that was running it gave up hope because it took too long moved on, different political powers, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then you travel back, the planet's just, like, gone. I don't know.
1: Or completely different, right? Like, think about if ETs came (laughs) here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Like, who
1: who knows, right? Like, it's hard to say, right?
0: And then you think you went back in time, but you actually, it's just, like, forward into like time it's just like a pattern like evolutionary cycle dinosaurs humans dinosaurs humans like mind-blowing shit, man absolutely when you really think about it do you think it's possible to travel back in time
1: I mean it's already happened it's history it's it's like you know what I mean like we can carbon date stuff to figure out how old it is um travel back in time I think they could. So the, back to that interview with the alien I said from the 50s, yeah. he says that he's a time traveler, right? But there's strict rules that they're not allowed to disrupt the timeline. So even if they know there's going to be some sort of catastrophic event, they're not allowed to intervene because of the whole butterfly effect. Oh, shit. So that's why they're here as observers.
0: You can only observe, and it does have an impact creates like paradoxes and stuff and and like if you branch timelines so you get into like almost like and
1: know, like the, the funny thing with him describing that we can only observe you know when they talk about the anunnaki ancient civilizations refer to them as the watchers
0: damn but right? isn't them just like coming and like talking like intervening or i guess it's so minor it doesn't matter
1: well, I think, you know, so they asked them, like, what's the meaning
0: of life? Do you know the meaning of life?
1: Yes. Well, tell me the meaning of life. I can't. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? And, and, and so, you know, I know you're a big fan of Elon Musk. And, uh, you know, Joe Rogan podcast there, he was talking about Neuralink, right? Then I, I, the timelines might be a little off. So he says, okay, Neuralink's designed to stop epilepsy, dementia, Alzheimer's, degenerative diseases. But I can see in the future it becoming an internet connected device. Then he talks about uh, Neo in the Matrix, where he gets plugged in in the ship. He wakes up and he says to Morpheus, I know Kung Fu. And then he's like, show me. And then they have that epic fight in the dojo, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So he's saying, that's where I could see it in five years. So then imagine now, Every human has access to all plumbing, electrical, automotive, this, that. We all share all the information all the time. What's next for human civilization, right? That's one question that he proposed, and he just kind of left it out there. But the other thing is, they said, okay, that's where you see Neuralink in five years. What about like 10 years, 15 years? What came out of his mouth? If the human race survives. (laughs) right he's got this push to go to mars he says if we don't become a space-faring civilization that will be the end of the human race what does he know right what does he know what does the government know what does nasa know what are they not telling the general public
0: i've seen some theories where they say it would be easier to alter human genetics or the human genetic code to Um, be like able to like live on Mars than it would be to like uh make Mars like survive, like give it an atmosphere and stuff. So it's like, what's more obtainable? Do we make humans able to breathe stuff other than air through like genetic manipulation, or do we like? somehow pump oxygen like an ozone into uh Mars which is like uh a...
1: I mean both are you know theories that technically could work right I mean obviously how would you get people to agree to it right you just so
0: create them from like a test tube okay yeah, they're not they don't even get a say in it they're just like designed which and like it? technically wouldn't fall under like human rights codes or anything because they would be genetically different enough to not be considered human
1: now when we talk about human like a sentient being is i think should have the same rights as a human being right if we're talking about coexisting
0: I, i even think like a lot of like the higher apes like the great apes and stuff should have like a little bit more rights i mean some countries have granted apes uh, personhood. So it's not like human rights. It's this thing called personhood that they recognize them as like a non-human person. Okay. So like they're kind of like saying there's some sort of consciousness there because they had that, you know, it's kind of debated between scientists and stuff. But there was they said there was like uh, this gorilla in Argentina that was na- it was named Coco. I've mentioned this a lot other episodes before that could do like a sign language it could sign and it could lie and it could recognize itself in the mirror and like look at itself in the mirror and when you look at yourself in the mirror you know know that's yourself in the mirror that's a understanding of like a self-consciousness like you know what i mean like you know that's you aware yeah awareness of yourself so consciousness of self where other animals look at it they don't they may not necessarily we don't we we don't really know what animals are thinking but we don't see any signs to say that they know that's themselves sometimes they think it's like another animal so you can definitely determine like okay it doesn't know that's itself but also doesn't know what a mirror is so like yeah, it's hard to like draw conclusions but it's like if an animal can definitely tell it's itself and it starts like making alterations to itself based off what it sees in the mirror and you can clearly see like it demonstrating a human like behavior you're like okay that's self-consciousness that's self-awareness
1: so okay so that's because it's biological so now to throw a a twist here tesla announced uh tesla bot right yeah so i mean for him if you really wanted to cultivate mars what's to say he's not going to send a rocket up there with like you know a hundred thousand robots and start building a civilization
0: could you imagine you had Neuralink in your brain and you could command an entire army of robots with your brain and like, they're basically all functioning with your thoughts or intent. It's like being multiple man in the X-Men. You can just like make copies of yourself. That would be amazing.
1: Think could about you- it. All <laughs> your housework is done. All your, you know, yeah. your, you can you can send a copy of yourself to work. You can go do rounds on the unit for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: my God. Like it's, um. you can just be like walking down the street. You'd just be like. It could be like your own army like you could just like you could all be holding guns You just like oh there's the opposing force like okay the ro- like robots like f- like one to ten front line front and center open fire like robots like you know 11 to 20 a, a flank right robots this and, that. and you're just and you're thinking this all within seconds and they're all acting immediately like you're literally like yeah without hesitation without remorse Like and it's not even done by thought it's just like your intent you're just like the the intent of your brain is it's immediately conveyed and interpreted and it's just like executed, and it's oh my god! Could you imagine? Could you imagine I, like a Gundam? Like you had like a Gundam robot and you had it like linked up to your brain. So again, now like
1: how? when we talk about governments and regulations and things like that, you know, technology is evolving way faster than they can come up with laws and ways to regulate it. Like look at what happened with, with drones, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking about personal drones or, or commercial drones. Like that was a shit show when it came to the implementation, how they're gonna regulate it, uh, occupying airspace, uh, flight ceilings and things like that, right? So you could imagine something so powerful like Neuralink or even having a robot assistance that you can control even with your phone or with your mind or whatever, like who's to say like these things can't be hacked.
0: Yeah. Like if you had like a connection to all these robots and all these robots basically had like, you know, access to the internet and they could basically find any information for you. They wanted like, you'd be like, what's the, what's the topographical like geography of this location. And they could just like, one of the robots could just be like, Google Earth looks at the image, goes like the mountain range, there, 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 and then that information is directly fed into you. Now you have like the entire, like you're basically like a cyborg. You're like, you're, you're like a, <laughs> a super intelligence. Like it's not directly in you, it can be like removed, but I mean, our intelligence as it stands now can be removed if you just like damage our brain. So it's like, what's really the difference between like an extension to your brain through artificial means versus biological means like the a kill switch still exists physical damage affects the operation it's just there's a little bit more parts involved i suppose but you ever watch the show
1: alter carbon yeah so like they have they have this they call them stacks it's like a disc that goes in their spinal column but basically that's their consciousness and they they move it from sleeve to sleeve which is different bodies right and there's like designer sleeves and this and that so who's to say you know in the future of mankind that we can't live on forever through ai
0: that's yeah i mean it seems like a possibility if you could somehow but like is that is that really you is that really you same as like is um, that really living i don't know like if you if you think about like you know, like in Star Trek, they have like the teleporter beams you up and down, big brings yeah. you down to like your atoms and shoots them all up and then reforms you. Like, are you technically dying and then coming back to life?
1: Like- Remember the movie The Illusionist? So he was creating a, an exact copy of himself every night and then shooting it. <laughs> because it's an exact copy. So he had to kill it before it killed him because it knew the plan
0: oh my god
1: yeah and then at the end of the movie he goes down into the basement because it was like for a magic show and then there's like 20 uh, of his copies all floating in tanks all that he shot
0: that's such a conundrum it's weird you could you could develop these like weird infinite loops
1: yeah so again with the whole teleportation thing is it's like okay yeah we can move matter but who's to say it will be in the same sequence on the other side and if it was is it now a copy
0: yeah because then I guess you could copy it too yeah if you know how to f- rearrange all the molecules and all the atoms back together I mean if you just have the raw building blocks if it, if it can break them down and reform them You could take, like, a pile of, like, base materials and technically you should be able to reform them. Just say, like, oh, we're teleporting, you know, teleporting Danny back. That's just a pile of base materials, but it's not going to know any better and it's just going to reform them.
1: So when we talk about cancer, and cancer is dying cells, right?
0: I thought they were rapidly manipulating or multiplying cells that were, like, basically growing, like...
1: So who's to say, like, using a a teleportation type of device, you could just delete that from, from
0: the system, right, from your body? Yeah, like a gene editor. Yeah. Yeah, you could do anything, man. You could, like, gene edit some wings on your back. You could gene... Like, that's when I think about, like... Like, we like to draw a line between, like, artificial technology and then, like, organic, like biological entities right so when we think about us we think about ourselves as organic life forms When we think about robots we think of inor- inorganic technological you know I, I guess you could call it a life form maybe if it had like a certain kind of intelligence but if you break down the genetic code into like a completely masterable sequence of numbers and data it's no different than computer code.
1: Binary code, ones and zeros. Yeah, it, and you yeah. can just
0: form it. And then, you know, the materials you're using are carbon-based. Yeah, okay, flesh isn't necessarily the strongest material. But, I mean, it is self-healing and it is self-replicating. So, how easy... How much... What are the benefits to a robot if it's unable to self-replicate, if it's unable to self-heal, and if it's unable to, um, what's the, like another thing we do? We can we can self-replicate through like reproduction. We can heal. I don't know. I lost I lost my train of thought. But it's like <laughs> it's almost like biological. Blueprints, or like material, or like um, technology, is better than you know technological-based technology. Hold on one sec, sorry. Man. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep talking through this, just so uh, the listeners that uh, have something. For me. My
1: room, my Roomba went off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you good now? Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. So, who's to say, like? we're looking at technological based life forms or robots as being superior to humanity. But what if like, we already are the robot. Like, what if we are like, they're like, Oh, well, you know, Oh, the other thing we can do is we evolve. Yes. Like it takes a long time, but we have the ability to adapt. And when we think of like a really good robot, you're like, well, we want it to be able to self heal. So we'll have to give it like nanotechnology to replenish its like damaged parts then we'll have to give it the ability to self-reproduce so those nanoparticles would have to be able to like it would have to be able to like consume matter and be able to start to build a robot from itself or like a massive factory or something if it was like a hive mind and then you'd also want the ability for it to adapt rapidly to situations sort of like the sentinels in that one x-men movie where they use powers on them and they just rapidly adapt yes we're kind of like that on a small scale, but who's to say in the future, we don't become that like we evolve to be very resilient, but But we could, but it would take, that takes an incredible amount of energy. I think that's the problem is the amount of like energy it takes to be able to do that. You would need like an insane amount of like, you'd be have to be able to like, consume an incredible amount of energy and through calories and stuff like that. And food that isn't really effective means we'd almost have to be like, we'd have to be able to absorb energy, like electricity or something like super juice ourselves. I don't know that we're getting into like very, very distant thinking now. I don't know.
1: But again, back to the alien angle, if, you know, they talk about the Anunnaki and, you know, creating man. So they said that the first uh, versions of man they created didn't have reproductive organs, right? And there were only males. Then they gave us reproductive organs and created females so then we could reproduce. Self-replicate. Self-replicate. So then you know, a self-sustaining workforce kind of thing. Yeah. But we weren't the first try, you know. So there's all sorts of uh, hieroglyphs and images of like humans with lizard heads or, or bird heads or, or what have you, right? So maybe it took a few tries to get it right. And who's to say? That these aliens, uh, if they are time travelers, aren't mutations of genetic experiments man did to themselves.
0: Yeah, like they just saw like a bunch of the like native creatures. They were just like, Oh, there's a lion, it's really powerful. That's a pretty cool thing to have. Let's utilize that. Like, oh, this animal, like some other animal, like an ox or something, oh that's really strong and this and that. Let's take that take this take that you know and they just sort of like they're like oh we want something that's relatable so we want something in our image that's like an upright bipedal so we'll take like these high like highly evolved apes or whatever but there's other like things that are like cousins of humans in the fossil code right like we have like the neanderthal which you know some of us have like neanderthal dna because you know there was some interbreeding and then there's like also like other like relatives of humans that died off along the way there was like really short ones there was like you know what I mean like
1: yeah yeah well even the early south settlers like in Canada um, I don't know if you've ever been to the pioneer village black black Creek pioneer village I think like a long time ago yeah they used to take us for for school trips at elementary school yeah but if you look at the beds, they're no longer than four feet long right so there was no real six foot tall that could have you know,
0: been like nourishment and stuff like that. Oh, it could be Hard a, to uh, get food and stuff. Absolutely. Like like,
1: absolutely. Like, um,
0: saying, no, those are like people. We're, those are definitely people. Like, I'm talking about like. like no, I'm not denying that they're people. Genetically different. Like. Yes. Like, you know, like a Neanderthal. Like, we're talking 2000 BC type shit. Not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but I mean, even even let's say the average height 100 years ago was, you know, in the low five foot or, or even around five foot. Um, and then now it's like 5'10 or, or, or closer, you know, taller than that even maybe. But again, evolution, right? Our food, science, um, you know, medicine, vaccines, things like that. Who, who, yeah, who knows? everything's improved right so even like the average lifespan back then was like they died in their like 30s right like 35 40 years old like they're done because they live such hard lives right now we can live into our hundreds even
0: yeah maybe we'll live forever one day hey
1: i'm not opposed to it man that's the biggest fear right
0: we have to overcome death it's the biggest disease to humanity
1: Well, who's to say the robots, just like in Terminator, won't see us as their biggest threat, right?
0: We are the robots. We will become the robots. We will assimilate into the hive mind. I was reading a bit of science fiction the other day, and it was kind of cool. It took the concept of a black hole, and it said basically what a black hole is, it's an assimilation of matter you know how just kind of like they think it like it just consumes all matter and it just keeps condensing it and condensing it? They said, what if, what would be the most highly evolved species in the universe? Like if it continued down the evolutionary path as we know it, what would be its final form? Like it would have to be something that was like akin to pure energy, something that couldn't die and didn't need a whole lot to sustain itself. And it could just basically like, live forever and they were saying like basically it would just be you know these life forms of pure energy and they would be able to like they basically have like all the capabilities we've talked about like you know like almost like a hive mind intelligence a general intelligence of everything it's consumed and everything that has become a part of and they're saying like these black holes are just like the hive mind of this like collective matter of like this, like energy and matter that is sentient. And it just goes around consuming other, you know, bodies of life forms or knowledge or whatever. And it just, it's like that Keanu Reeves movie, man, when that thing comes to earth and they just start like eating everything. Yeah. It's kind of like that is what they were. It was like that kind of sci-fi. And I was kind of like, my mind was blown for a moment. Cause I was like, Oh, like, what if, like, life goes beyond, like, our interpretation of what we think it is? Like, we always think, like, it needs to be, like, on our, like, playing field of, like, interaction. Like, you're a physical being. I'm a physical being. You have consciousness. I have consciousness. But what if it's, like, some, like, next level, like, they're just, like, living matter, living energy, and they can just break everything down, consume it, interpret it, and then like just make it a part of their collective. And I was just like, oh man, like. Well,
1: there's some some people who have experienced near death experiences have claimed to become almost like an energy, right? Or like time has no meaning. You're just kind of, you become part of a collective energy but they still have their
0: consciousness. Yeah. Like the individual, a part of the greater collective. You still exist. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll never know unless we do know one day, but we'll not be able to tell each other. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You think about wrapping it up now or what? Yeah, for sure, man. I
1: I I love being here. I I, lo- I always enjoy talking about this stuff.
0: It's a good talk, man. I think this is probably one of the better ones so far.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm it's glad good. to be a part of it, man. I'm, it's going to keep some people in, uh, the people that
0: listen are definitely going to be listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. So hopefully, we get to go ice fishing this winter.
1: Yeah. So uh, moving out here to Ottawa. There's lots of spots, lakes everywhere. Um, I'm really close to the Nation River. There's ice huts there all the time. So, yeah,
0: I'd love to have you out here, man. Buddy, we're going to do it. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, buddy. Anytime. Cheers.